Hello and welcome back to the Timeline Astrology Podcast with myself Gary O'Toole and my guest Kishori. We're continuing with our Maps of Consciousness series and today is all about Rahu in the sign Pisces, the 12th sign of the zodiac, the natural ending before we begin again and the whole theme of Rahu coming to an end and beginning again reminds us that we have no beginning and no end. And I think this is what I got more so than anything from this conversation. I hope you get the same. I hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, here's Kishori. So welcome, Kishori. Yes, thank you. It's good to be back again. It seems like a long, long time, but it's only a breath, isn't it? It's only a breath. Hmm. What is, yeah. What it feels like sometimes when I sit and talk with you is that, you know, it's um, a homecoming, but it's like the sense that I haven't left either. But um, we always get talking before I press record. And then you say so many things that are, are like, wait, 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 I'm writing it down. Wait, 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 that's wait, hold, hold, hold that thought. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll record that because it's always so you relevant. Ask right? me the questions and whatever it is you'd like to inquire and you'd like to deliver to your audience. And I'm happy to to respond, whatever. It's like, we can't just say, hey, hey guys, here's the ocean. It's all there, go and sit and look at the ocean. <laughs> but you, you have to point out, as I was saying before we, before we um, started the recording, that it, you direct. It's like, there's an orchestra here and you say, okay, I'd like, I'd like you to look at that little bit of the sea and the way the waves break there and the way when the tide turns, how the, the, the chaos produces different patterns and different frequencies. And so, as I said, it necessarily has to be you doing it because, or directing it, because otherwise I could just sit here and, and, and talk myself or not even talk, just sit and bliss in the conflagration in the heart center, just go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you are, up to you. But it's interesting how you brought up a couple of points already. Um, you know how you use the image of the riverbed? Oh, um, yeah, I use that a lot. In fact, riverbed is my uh, handle on the, uh, my, my email. There's an email called riverbed at, oh, oh I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. It's one of them. Because we're making the riverbed, but it's the river that's making the riverbed. And it's like chicken and egg. I was pondering like this morning. What comes first, the shape? form but it's not it's nama rupa it's the name and the form together and all this magic the magical world (laughs) okay it comes into form (laughs) it's so funny because i am i'm using words even more i'm using special sanskrit words because my groups they don't well, they don't only Sanskrit really, because um, they're not really in that frame of mind. But but I use a word because it has a certain frequency in Sanskrit, you know, like spanda, like, and I don't even know how some of them are said. Fortunately, there's, there's something on Google where you can just get the word. If you're quick, you can get the word, how to say it in Sanskrit. But it's that the vibration, it's just the frequencies, the vibration, it's all one, and we are all the waves of the ocean and they go on forever and ever. And I was just seeing this morning how, how looking back to revise my life, then, well, I, where did I begin? And then it was that song, you know, um, where do I begin? 
to tell the story of the <laughs> great. And it's like that. It's the game, the Leela, the love story, and and it's that kind of delight in seeing that how it can be myriads and myriads and infinite numbers of frequencies, and yet it's only one ocean. Water is one. Flow is one. So, and there you go. I love this thought of like, where where do I begin? <laughs> where did I begin? Where did I begin? Um, because the Pisces, of course, is that the symbolism of the two fish swimming in opposite directions, you know, and the oceans. Oh, of and, course, and yes. The, the, like, yeah. It's kind of like there's no, like the circle, there's no beginning and no end. That's right. And the, I've always loved things, you know, that um, that story, I can't remember who wrote it, the um, never-ending story. Hmm. You know that lovely, lovely yeah. thing yeah. they show at Christmas sometimes. But, um, and I can see that they were talking about revising your life, going back to birth, and but it's not birth. I mean, it's like it didn't begin in time. You can enter into this game, this this magic mirror, if you like, that we're in at any point. It doesn't matter where you begin because there is no beginning. So you might as well just poke your finger into the snow globe and go, oh, here, 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 here. It's like, it's, it's, it's like when I was sorting out the padders for my for the book and it's like doesn't really matter just toss them in the air and wherever they fall that pattern is perfect right right that makes so much sense I mean for me as an astrologer I'm constantly doing this thing where I, I sometimes feel like I'm remembering the future Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how it is because it all goes round and round and round in, in cycles and it has to be, it has to be like this pattern of drifting clouds and yet there is, there is a kind of uh, matrix like, you know, like making copper sulfate crystals when you're a kid in school. <laughs> There's a certain that pattern mm. and we can change that. That's what's interesting as the new as somehow i don't know I, I, everything i say is not how it is but i do my best but it's not quite true but but it's like it, it everything is cyclical so that if you're in a a state where you're going in one direction you can be absolutely sure that it's got to go in the other direction so you might as well include them both i was listening to a bit of the cabalion uh, earlier on today and um and yes it, it, it just has to go because you might as well go to the place where they're already swimming in opposite directions and then it isn't quite so like bipolar you know um, <laughs> not so much swinging one way and the other because if if your mind if the mind of the one has expanded to be that of the of, of source of creator right now you don't have to jump from one to another you, it's already included that the opposite is true. This is such an important point. Like when we talk about Rahu now in, in Pisces, because we think about how, well, let me throw in a bit of astrology here. Yes, but go on. If Mercury, which is said to be debilitated in Pisces, where it doesn't function as well, because it's the intellect. And the intellect can grapple with all of these notions of there's no beginning, there's no end, where, you know, and all of these paradoxes. It's very hard to sort of fathom the depth of the ocean. Do you know what I mean? Yes, so yes. It's not that it's not creative in that space, and it can be very creative, but it can also be bipolar. 
Do you know what I mean? And it can be swinging from one side to the other, like you say. So if we throw Rahu into the mix in Pisces, which we will be in a year and a half when it moves in, transiting, um, it can become I mean, more that's, extreme. That's going to be the end of... End of 2023. Yeah, exciting, yes. Yeah, yeah go on, yeah. But it's that, like you say as well, that Pisces is the end game in a way, the ending, the, the last sign of the Zodiac. But there's, there's no beginning or no end in another way. It just begins again. And it's interesting that the last lunar mansion in Pisces, Ravity, is is ruled by Pusha, and he's the the shepherder. It's the very it's very much the archetype of the shepherder, and you know Jesus, you know, and his father Joseph, yeah, yeah, the yeah. shepherd. It's kind of shepherding souls in a way as well, from that, one stage of life to the next. You know, that's what it says in um, in the song, shepherding himself back to himself, since mm. there is only the one. You know, and mm. it's that's Rahu. Rahu is the the, the shepherd bringing because you you can't if the door is shut you can't go any further so you have to find the way to allow the door to swing open and Rahu will if you open to seeing what lies behind that shut door or that apparently or or or, or the, the, the nothing it's got to come from that place of, res, of restriction or or apparent restriction because uh, it's got to come from the unknown and we have to be absolutely comfortable to be sitting or stand dancing on the razor's edge we know not knowing it's a perfect place to be what i call the uh Keala yoga the, the 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 impulse the yoga of impulse the yoga of of whim or fancy you know mm. and that's how humanity is apparently within the story of time becoming fully divine source Creator gods. It's interesting when um, we throw Rao into the mix and how it can create this kind of extreme environment where it is this bipolar swinging. But how, if I think about Pisces, I think a lot about how it can go off the extreme end, like really jump off in terms of wanting to come, wanting complete oblivion. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like losing yourself completely in something, in whatever, in orgasm, in drugs in alcohol, whatever it might be, but it's like that that losing yourself to find yourself again, even yeah. spiritually as well, right? Absolutely. I remember one of the bits of writing, um, the that it said to me, that brilliant starry consciousness lost or, or dissolved. And the risk, it's almost like jumping into matter and having all memory or all knowing erased, except for perhaps that little tiny echo somewhere one day you notice it and <laughs> and it's all all there there's you can't ever lose it completely or at least the the possibility because it's I remember when i said to you um i asked once many years ago what am i doing what am i what am i doing here what am i exploring I said you're bungee jumping into matter i was about to ask you about that bungee jumping <laughs> Yes. Because I mean it's so it's so relevant to this, of course, where we're all like, you know how people say we're all a drop in the ocean. Yes. You know. But, and that's the thing. We we say these things, but a lot of it is said kind of <clears throat> without real full understanding or clarity. And what is so wonderful it just is is when the mind rests in the heart frequency, it becomes illumined. That's the Sahasra, it opens up and everything is accessible. I mean, I know I've been talking to Vanessa about teleporting and about being seen 
by other people elsewhere, you know, not 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 deliberately, but I remember one one wonderful guru in them. Oh, I can't know where was it now? Somewhere in Kerala, and uh, he said to his disciples, "Now she has come." I was walking around the land with him, looking at it. Now she's come, and now she will never go. She will walk here forever. And I went, what? Because my mind at that time hadn't really quite understood the acknowledgement that I would receive sometimes. I didn't know. I, mean, I thought I was just, just you know, <laughs> English woman in her 40s, 50s, wandering around India, having a nice time. But I don't know. It's It's like... The clouds fall away, like you know. What about the? I mean, you you bring up a good point here because what about the? Uh, you know, the uh, Akashic records where you know you can go to India and have like a a, a nadi leaf read about your whole life. Yes, but yes. They would only ever write them for those who would come to see them. Yes. I mean, that's mind blowing, and the intellect finds that hard to grapple with, right? Yes. Uh, there is actually this thing happening, but. That's Pisces. That's the kind of the mystical realms of Pisces, where when you go into that dream state or altered states of consciousness and astral travel and whatever else, right? That's Pisces. That's Pisces. Yes, I could see. When I was a, a child, little, I must have been, I don't know, remember in a particular moment, six, seven, eight, that sort of age. And, and I used to think, oh, I'm going to die. And I used to wonder at infinity and dying and all those kind of things as children obviously do. And um, and, I, and I just said, well, I don't mind, but I don't want to go back to being a soup. I could feel the soup, the soup-like quality of consciousness at that point. And who knows when it was, it may be some astrology that already, I mean, people would say, I've played with it before. And I'm, I once tried to, um, I, I did um, Kabbalah for a year and, you know, the robes and dressing up and, and 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 the pressure on my body was so great, I had to leave. I just couldn't bear it. It was such pain because it was condensing so strongly. And um, and this was this was in Hod, it's in Mercury. And uh, and and it said, doesn't matter. It said, you've done all this before anyway. And I I these are little things that come to me because I, I knew but I didn't know. And it's like it's like we all do. We all know everything because we all already are. And yet there's something for the, for the delight of discovering who and what we actually are. Mm. And the power, which is exciting. This is the fun thing. The power to be able to play in 3D land without being subject to those laws of being a leaf in the wind. Being able to play with it and go, Yes, like I do now these days. Sometimes I put my foot down and I say, "Nah, I don't feel that that pain anymore." That, and and it just obeys. More and more and more, I find that reality obeys. It just, well, the experience obeys my choice, hmm. and that's I, I'm sure that is going to be for more and more and more people. Uh, as, and the more you experiment with what mind says, can't do that. I mean, like 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 driving one car through another car and coming out without crashing on the other side. I mean, I must have been in my 20s that happened. And I go, how could it happen? How could a car drive through one other car, close my eyes, hitting a car head on, and, and nothing happened? And there it was in the mirror. 
disappearing behind. That kind of odd experience of matter not being solid. I had several of those. That, that's really interesting. But you bring up an interesting point here about Pisces because it's said to be ruled by Jupiter. And Jupiter is guru, but it's also the grace. And I think Caroline Mace um, talks a lot about this. She talks about like having grace points, like brownie points almost, like that you store them up and that when you you take them out when you need them. So it's like you driving through that car. It's like you, you, you used up some points, but you had them in your bank balance. Like a cat with nine lives. <laughs> a bit like that, right? I have had a few things like that that uh, they just... In 3D land, they couldn't, they just couldn't, they don't happen then. So this is definitely Pisces land because Pisces is everything that we, again, the mind, the intellect can grapple with. Like, how can we, we can't figure that out. So you have to, you have to, it's really essential that anybody doing any kind of self-inquiry, any of that Atma Vichara game, you absolutely have to root the mind in the heart and allow the mind to be illumined because you can't operate anymore not the people that are listening to this not the people who are with you or, or with me they, you, you can't do it because the mind holds it tight it's like in a matrix and it has to be the space where it can access all the other dimensions like that apparent threshold of uh, someone that's got a body and someone who doesn't appear to have a body they'll have some other form of body but from within it's intermittent sometimes we get glimpses or there are frequencies among among us, among the eye, the, the eye that is many, um, this is we, there are all these different frequencies and certain frequencies, and you can work out the frequencies by looking at the astrological uh, charts, you know, the different... <laughs> but what I find fascinating all the time is when I'm doing readings for people who have never ever looked at their chart before and it's like you say it's like they're just remembering of course they, they know it on some level because it's all already happened exactly so even though we might be talking about the future it's it's already happened and so and, they, they have this knowing of this and you know what the magic is is learning how to play this game or at least waking up to realize you can play this game here differently from having hitting your head against the computer screen to actually expanding and the, 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 the various levels that you can play in them all. And that what happened to me by chance, so it seemed uh, the, about this car thing and other things, they, they, are, they, are, they are still laws, but laws at a different frequency. Like I said, I was listening to the, uh, somebody was reading the Kabbalion and I'm looking at, so it, and I know it's all one, and it doesn't actually just serve at certain level to just say, well, it's all one, full stop. I mean, no, <laughs> we, we want to be able to, 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 to feel all the frequencies mm. and, and all, all sorts of ways of, which I've discovered, uh, exploring for myself, which I, I share with people, is that it's like, if you want to know something that somebody else appears to know, or some grace that somebody else has got, you can just sit down quietly and tune into them, connect at the heart, and then you can do a, a, a what's his name, Mr. Spot mind meld, <laughs> and I can you can download, you can just merge at the heart, not not in the mind, not mind, it's a heart, and then and then go to sleep or meditate or whatever, and whatever it is you want to know can be known. I mean, I remember 
well, years ago, well, we won't talk about that now, but uh, that, that somebody was questioning me, how can you know? I said, because it's all up for grabs. You've only got to sit and look at anything, anywhere, and, and let yourself be illumined, and you can know anything about anything. Yeah, I get that more than anything. And actually, in my chart, uh, Pisces falls in, like, we have different houses, different areas of life. So we can mm -hmm. tune into it in that area, if you will. So mm -hmm. for me, Pisces is in the fifth house, which is to do with, you know, creative self-expression. And yes. as soon as I, like, most nights I go to sleep with, you know, thinking about astrology or something I've been writing about yes. and maybe a problem or something I'm kind of getting stuck with. And then I wake up with the solution and then I literally have to wake up and write. That's why every morning I wake up, I write. Yes. Cause it's, it's just worked out for me. Yes. You know, it, it gets easier and easier. Mm. And, and so I don't know, anytime you get to a, a place where it's like overwhelmed, that like we're saying we're busy. It's, it's just relax. It's just take five minutes off. And somehow things sort themselves out. It's amazing to me how you always just, it's like you preempt it time and time again with the astrology. You're always one a step ahead of the game, Kishori. But yeah, I was going to talk about overwhelm because that's one of the other expressions of Pisces where, again, Mercury in Pisces is seen to be like, you know, lost in the sea of all, like even just thinking all about possible. anything is possible. Anything is possible. Then what is probable? You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's it, sometimes it can be overwhelming, like a stressed way, like the mm. mind is frazzled and just overwhelmed and the emotions that are coming up. How can I think this and that? How can I feel this and that? That's the two fish swimming in opposite yeah. directions. Right. So it's like that overwhelm. So maybe talk more about that, that overwhelm and sitting into that or just settling into that. Yes. Well, it's <clears throat> it's 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 somehow just listening to them, I've told you, I was listening to the Kabbalion a bit earlier on, and and really I've known for many years, even before I explored alchemy, that, that the main thing is looking at that body of knowledge, that ancient knowledge, which is prior to, I don't know, Christianity or prior to, to any of the Vedic, I, I, I don't know, but it's like it's all one. Everything is you. And the, the thing that I know I have to play with more is the precision, the precision and finding out what the heart really wants, it really desires to give birth to in this particular body. Because while I know I am very, what should we call it, diffuse, this diffuse consciousness, that's easy for me. But the precision of making choices, which we are here to do, at least I know I. It's one of the mm, one of my bit of my dharma is to make sure that I make choices and to surrender to making this choice and this and this and this because the whole of the quantum field or the ocean is available to me and I love to just swim in that. I love to. Uh, and you probably could tell me some wonderful thing about my chart if if I were looking at it, <laughs> but, but I just. I, I love to be in that diffuse, choiceless, but but it it doesn't it doesn't serve at the moment. I for many many years I've been hearing now whether this is me or general I haven't fully examined, but it's the time for precision creation, 
it's the time for becoming precise, diamond sharp, and, and making sure that, that uh, the, the individual, the uniqueness of this fingerprint, this particular thing is valued. So this, this padder, this, like this, these selections of moments of nexus points in my life that I've put in the, in the book, in the padders, the different bits I've chosen. Um, and, and being more, ever more precise. It's almost filigree. I remember once being shown that it was that it had to be of such precise care and value that it had to be like the, the veins on a leaf or the feathers on a, the tip of a bird's wing in each tiny bit, little bit, like in the, in the Gospels, that, that uh, the father knows even a bird falls to the earth, you know? So it's the, the, the detail of the precision and the magic is in that detail, that bursting of one little cell of a raspberry as you put it in your mouth and the valuing of that one little taste. And we tend to, at least I, in, in this body, I tend to, to, to be too general about it. But the love is in each tiny kiss, that little, uh, little insect, uh, that little, the tiniest little detail. That is really interesting in terms of, again, the astrology, because, and I'm going to always bring it back to the astrology, right? Yeah, go on, yes, you but must. Pisces, if you think of it, and the, the symbolism of the, the ocean and the anything and everything and everyone, mm. but then the opposite sign as, in a way, all signs are polarized from one end, in a way, because yes. then you can yes. look at the opposite to see the opposite extreme, which is Virgo, where it's all yeah. about the details. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my chart, lots of Virgo. But isn't it interesting though it's like and of course we if we we are on either side of any sign but in this case of pisces and virgo there can be this sort of swimming in the sea of possibility but doing nothing i've literally heard of people uh, one person i remember who has a lot of planets in pisces and turning up at the airport without having booked the flight you know what i mean it's oh like <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like we do need some of the details the virgo we, stuff we, we we do and we have in the end it has to come to that sense of balance and equilibrium of, of making sure that we 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 include it all and 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 looking at the areas of your life where it's easy that you have evolved and then i mean i'm playing at the moment with um um looking at the areas of of, of my clients or me that the, the life that i haven't really fully fully lived that i wouldn't like to uh, exit this story without having uh, completed all of it and yet and yet I have in in if I'm everybody in everybody's body which I sometimes find myself merging with people I have to bring myself back to the the detail the definition the definition of what is the dharma of this particular embodiment now although I'm all I'm all there's this fit now, and that's that's kind of my constant uh, shruti note in this particular body. I mean, and and I have to say, I don't know fully whether that is, unless I'm sitting in front of somebody, whether it's general or applies to this particular incarnation. You know what I mean? I don't know, but I know that for me, it's about being diamond sharp, razor sharp, just being absolutely the tip of the arrow 
what you asked about the the fishes swimming in the opposite direction and they have to they have to come and meet again and it's just or the ouroboros yeah yes yes but you but we had we had to it's absolutely essential that we we stop being in that euroboric state because otherwise you wouldn't actually play through the whole story you get your i don't know if for a story and we're in a leela right this great magnificent leela if we hadn't got some some uh, contrast we wouldn't actually have any story we just say there's light let's sit and swim in the light and it's it's not about that we we love to somehow uh play with the impossible or transcend or to 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 win through or i mean heroes <laughs> the hero's journey and here's can i can i read you a quote that hey. i absolutely yeah. love and I, yeah. i want to use it in my book as well um it's by an indian writer actually um let me find it for you here uh it's by uh kiran nagar nagarkar is it i don't know how you pronounce it no, no, i don't know that person uh, i'm i'm almost 100% sure this is his quote but if anyone knows um can clarify it'd be great cuz he's kind of he in his one of his books he quotes this but he doesn't quote anyone quoting this so i don't know if he wrote it but anyway here it is everything has a place and a purpose you told us a viper must be true to his creed the fang needs sharpening the lethal venom a victim come my beloved lie with me today and always no telling if poison and ambrosia are the same unless you savor them both Wow, yes. I love it. It's a nice That's one. Beautiful. Yeah. No telling um, whether it's poison or Yes. I I'm I'm struck by one of the things that I'm struck by and remembering is while you're talking is about my time in the Osho ashram and I've told you this before about you know how in the evening times and as you would know when Osho was there they would do this thing and they've recreated it ever since. where they hit a gong and then everybody falls to the floor. Yes. And then you're just all a sea of people in white robes. Yes, and, white robe meditation, yeah. Yeah, and on the one hand I well to be honest like I told you from the moment of entering and this is very much about Rahu now. Um from the moment of entering the ashram I was freaking out because my I felt my individuality was completely gone. I was like wearing the robes everybody was wearing. I didn't have a like a, a title and name a, a purpose there. It was just fit in with everyone and and that was challenging but it was only in that moment with the falling down in in that sea of people that i found that release but the rest of the time i was kind of like you know and obviously i was finding it at different times but i it strikes it strikes me that rahu can and has given me anyway these extremes where it's extremely cut off wanting to be somebody mm. quote unquote and separate from everybody but at the same time it's swung extremely in the opposite direction where i've completely melded with the the one yes. you know it seems to be that it's always extreme rahu that there's no middle path very extreme yes it is and and as it gets more and more it's like that ice and fire dancing on the razor's edge and you don't know which way you're going to fall <laughs> yeah every single time you just don't know which way when you your quote with the poison and or the the nectar reminds me it's the way it's not what it's the attitude or the way or the uh, the how and i remember and i can't remember his name now um or oh, somebody who plays with raw food anyway the story he tells 
this, there were prisoners in a concentration camp and they found some poison berries at the edge of the camp just growing and they decided that they'd had enough and they were gonna pick these berries. And some of them, I think there were four or five people. And they, this is a true story. And I, 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 I could find my quote somewhere eventually, but <clears throat> one of decided that he was going to just swallow it down quickly because they were desperate for any kind of nourishment. But one of them decided he was going to take as long as he possibly could to chew and savor. And he lived and the, all the others died because he savored absolutely every last little tiny bit. And somehow in the consuming of the, of the, um, the berries, the poison, it, it neutralized it. And his attention to the detail, I've never quite understood, but I suspect it's something to do with the amount of saliva and enzymes and mixing it. And also it reminds me of, of uh, I think it was mm, Neem Karoli Baba, I think Ramdas and his, you know, Timothy Leary, all that lot, they went, they took some, um, oh, yes. they went for that set season with their guru. And, and the first night by the fire, he said, give me the sweetest. And they, they looked at each other and they, and they decide he must mean the e-tabs that they've got in the bag. And so they give him them and he swallows the whole lot down and nothing happens. And, and it's like that, 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 that blue throat of Shiva, Nilakanta, you know, and, and, and he, he's, nothing happens. So you can eat poison and nothing happens. And if you are in that perfect moment that, I mean, sorry, my mind was just drawn to the, I love that kind of. Uh, no, it makes, it makes so much sense. But also I'm thinking about how with Rahu, it's like, it's always just too much too soon. It's like wolfing it all down, the poison. And that's why Rahu creates this kind of undigested or even poisons that kill you, right? So you have to turn him into your beloved. You have to love him. You have to, no resistance. You have to merge with him completely and accept, knowing that the moment you merge, you're out of the box, you're out of the, 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 you're out of the prison. And that is the way to engage with Rahu. Very practical is to be curious and welcome him as the Atiti. Any moment that comes like that, instead of going, oh, and it's, I was talking with one of my little groups the other day, and it's that contraction when something happens, like you lose the key or you cut your finger or uh, uh, something comes unexpectedly, like a bill or something, or you get bankrupt or somebody dies. Or, and that, that, that tightening in the solar plexus or that little <gasps> contraction in the physical, when you can learn to be absolutely at peace and open, that first moment, instead of the body contracting, something magical happens. And that's what I've been practicing doing the Kala Yoga with, with people in one of my little groups, what I call the Kala Yoga, because it's the yoga of the, of the impulse of the heart in the moment. And if you can embrace Rahu as the beloved, which are the words of the song, Rahu is the beloved, there is only the beloved. And there is a different frequency, you feel it? When you can look at anything, 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 and your physical body, which is shaped to live in form, and the natural the human response would be to, to contract, 
in the face of something, uh, you know, flight or fright or freeze or whatever it is they, with the shock. When you can learn to be absolutely at peace with whatever is happening, you are transformed. Something happens to the physical body. This is the secret that I've been playing with with the yoga. It's that moment of, of being the opus contra naturum. That's alchemy. That's, that's something happens to the physical body, literally. It's, listen, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still exploring, but I have, I've found that I don't get stressed by things. It's like, I don't know. I, I, listen, I don't know everything. <laughs> I know little bits. I know little bits of certain things. And when I speak with somebody like you, like this, I can touch on it without fully knowing, if you know what I mean. I know it all and I don't know anything. And I'm just going, oh, wow. Well, of course, that's the Pisces. You know it all and you don't know anything. It's the two fish swimming in opposite directions. That's right. You know, it is. And the great thing about that is for me and the, you know, the the, the allowing as well. We talked about that last time. Yeah, the allowing, the allowing yes. We can that's talk about that. Allowing. But that allowing and surrender or allowing Pisces represents for me uh, for me, I don't get caught up in, for example, this day and age, all of the toing and froing and this side and that side and, and this argument and that argument and, and this and that. It's like, for me, Pisces represents that higher wisdom that can include all seeming paradoxes on a lower level. Yes. All untruths and this and that and all of these thoughts we have. But, and But that's it. That's that's the swimming in the opposite directions. That mm -hmm. love of paradox, that that entertainment with it, with it. And it's like, wow. And I know that's, I, I get, the last months has been a lot of inner knowing about shape-shifting. Mm. And, and, and I can't say more than that at the moment because I'm still engaged. But shape-shifting is, is it, because we seem to be so confined within the skin of our, these physical bodies. But we know that they don't end at this. And we, we know we're not this. I mean, look at anybody who, like, if we just talk about shape shifting in terms of just change your mood and how your face changes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's shape shifting. Mm. <laughs> I used to see people, and I've obviously in my Rahu years now, by the way, in my last year of Rahu, next year I finish Rahu. When, we, when, when next, next year? Um, next March, it finishes. 18 year cycle. And I want to talk about that because it's kind of come full circle and it's yeah, going yeah, to return yeah. to Pisces where it began in my Rahu cycle. This is the thing. When, when you begin a Rahu cycle, it takes 18 years for it to go through the whole zodiac, 18 and a half years. And that's how long the cycle of Rahu lasts in your life. So by the time you finish Rahu, you have gone through every single story, every single sign. All the 108 padas. Yes, yes, yes. Right. So, like you were saying at the beginning, the 108 padas with the those the little three point something degrees. Three three degrees twenty minutes. Three yeah, degrees each 20 each minutes. pada, right? So yeah, I'm coming yeah. full circle now and back into Pisces next year. I get a sense of this already because where did I start? I actually started by going to the Osho Ashram to experience that but loss. You were in Pune then. Yeah, but I wanted to just talk about how. Um, you know, it's kind of like that losing it and then gaining it again in the beginning and the end of the story and the kind of that that loop and the mind and how that can, you know, can grapple with all of that. But at the same time, it's just all this kind of peace and surrender that for me is Pisces as well. It can all be this and that 
right? The undercurrents in the ocean. Mm. You know what I mean? You know mm. how they always like talk about like the, the you know, beware of the riptides and all of that kind of stuff. You know, mm. we need to be mindful of it maybe and practical about it. But in another sense, it's just, you know, I want to talk as well about other transits and Rahu before it returns into Pisces next year. Um, because at the moment we have Jupiter having just moved in since April for the next year. And there's a great wisdom in that, but it's also with Neptune. Neptune, you know, you might know yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. God of the sea, right? So it's like Jupiter Neptune combination and Rahu next year entering Pisces conjoined Neptune. The potential for confusion is really high right now as well. Mm. Like really high. And you can see it. Mm. No, you can definitely see it. So, and even thinking about the word confusion to fuse with mm-hmm. you know everything gets kind of confused it's like all of these different arguments uh, whatever it might be you can just list them right and the way through the confusion is always to go back to rooting the mind in the heart and going wow wow the inner judgment the emotional reactivity is what causes that little that little contraction in the body that i was speaking about that keeps us imprisoned in the matrix of our mind, our embodied mind, embodied. My feeling is that there's going to be a hell of a lot more freedom to to play with the cities, the the, the possibilities of astral travel and all of that stuff, whatever by location. Uh, as as we as we open up, my feeling is this is what many people are going to experience more. Do you the, think the, though that they might experience it maybe through the? Uh, more we would say artificial means or like technologies where they are able to like transport themselves i have no idea about that i am my 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 personal um resistance i suppose to to becoming partly technology and oh, oh i don't know the artificial stuff i don't know it's but it's all mind anyway it's all mind anyway, so so I am open to seeing what might happen. But uh, personally, I like I like to feel it's it's more nature. But how can we say what is nature? And it's like we've dreamed it all anyway. We are the one dreaming the whole lot, and all the new expansion into areas of robotic intelligence and. Uh, uh, we don't know. And the, so, the other thing about tech, of course, as well, is what, what it's capable of doing right now is, is this kind of uh, deep fake, you know, where you see images of people talking and it seems that's them, but it's computerized. So much of it. And a lot of the people that you see in the world, in public, uh, in, in, in public, you s- I look at them and I think you're not real. You don't feel real. It does. It feels like certain people are robots you could can't feel the the the, the warmth the solidity the the, the human humanness of them i i, I don't this I'm, is a, you're bringing up another Im- interesting point in terms of like rahu especially and in pisces more especially in terms of what is true because it's true that you can feel this way one moment and then in a completely different way in the next moment or that you could feel two different ways simultaneously right the solution, a solution to a lot of what we're experiencing, confusion or Rahu or whatever, is simply to take the attention to the heart frequency, root the mind there and allow 
some order because there's much more there's much more it's much smoother there's more coherence and it, it's it's a kind of fail-safe way to steer your way through a lot of the of the confusion overwhelm but certainly it's the only way if there's confusion and i don't know what i'm doing i just sit there and i put my hand on my heart and i sit there and i feel i feel this conflagration in my heart that is consuming what is not in in uh, might be seen to be not totally coherent it smooths out the chaos it, it, that's my experience anyway and all the people have ever have ever played with this is simply to go to the place where uh, truth shines, like the woman looking for a needle under the lamppost when she lost it in the house. You know, you've got to go to the place where order exists. And all of us, if you want to have a simple way of describing what everybody wants, they want it all all right, just sunny in a weather. Mm -hmm. Just, I want it all sorted out. I want it what I want, and I want it now, and I want it to be all right. <laughs> but it's the, it, it, it's the Rahu forcing us, pushing us to make that choice. We have the solution to go to the heart frequency and put our tension in there and cling to that place, to stabilize in that place so that we have a way of steering our way through. And you don't need to know a lot of, of what shall we call it, the detail, the analytical stuff to be able to, uh, to create order. And my feeling is that you say we're going in, well, like we're going in cycles round and round and round in cycles. It's, it's that I feel sometimes, you know, like matrix re-imprinting, I trained in that years ago, you, you, or a bit, or EFT or revising things. Mm -hmm. I see that we've lived, we've all lived all this before and we have to bring it now into order, into some sanity. So as, and as that happens, the new creation is born. I mean, we already played at the feet of in that bit of the quote from the Bible. Uh, she who played at the feet of the Lord before time began. Oh, that's one of my poems, I think. Is it the Bible or is it? I don't know. Sister of the stars, daughter of the eternal sun. Uh, <laughs> and, and you can go back to the place before you bungee jumped, so to speak. Always the little song that the little child is singing, always at home in the heart. And we've gone exploring, we've gone like, you know, down the primrose path. And it feels so simple just to come back to the place, as Elliot says, the place we first started and know it for the first time. And it's it's interesting how we complicate it so much because it is so simple, but like whether it's complicated thoughts, emotions, whatever, complicated by adding all of these other things to get to that state because we don't know just simply to get there we don't know how to get there we don't know what where there is right so we we drink a lot we we do drugs we whatever we do we have lots of sex we we do whatever we can to try and get that state and, as a and, and worse run around london stabbing each other and or cutting our wrists because mm. take the pressure off us far far worse than just doing drugs suicide <laughs> so suicide well that's another thing because of course you know pisces is the great the big the big death you know, yeah. as well as the the le, le more like the, the yes. orgasm, but yeah. it's it's the big death too. So it's like that reconnecting with source, if you want to call it, or the one. But I mean, a, a lot of us can 
confuse it and and complicate it like when it's just that simple like you say but i just wanted to say about before we wrap it up about rahu coming back in next year because i feel like anyway i get this sense i don't know but once it moves back in and unlike the last time it moved into pisces where i was dabbling my feet in the water i was like skinny dipping i wasn't really swimming fully like going to the osho ashram and i was like trying to lose myself in a way but gain something in another way which is all rahu right but this time I have a sense that I'll be able to, because like you say, you need both. You need both the being with at one with everything, but you are an individual also. And I don't feel like I need to compromise that this time around. You, you, to me, this time, I haven't spoken to you since Christmas, was it? Before Christmas? Mm, no, I think we spoke after. I don't know. It is some months, isn't it? You feel very much, you feel very embodied, very more it's it's only a subtle subtle sense mm. but there's something that feels very i don't like to use the words that we use like grounded but very fuller you're in your space you're occupying more mm. your your consciousness that you are is occupying your physical space in a much fuller way that's all i can say i feel you you're more than you were i mean i experienced that you know when you have any experience and it's your first time having that experience yes yes which is very much about what rahu is all about right it's like new 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 like next 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 it's very exciting in one way so i've had a very exciting 18 years of this but in another way it's like it's tiring because i want the familiar in another way because that's kind of really more what I'm feeling now I'm going to be settling into or what I am starting to settle into is that I've been here before and now I come full circle and I can inhabit this more now. So it's That's right. That's what you're sensing. Yeah. yeah, I'm feeling you're inhabiting your consciousness that you are because mm. I'm speaking to, I'm not just speaking to Gary, I'm speaking to the consciousness. Mm. I mean, I'm very aware of the, this consciousness, connecting with consciousness on other levels as well as just one mm. person talking to another. Uh, and and you feel so much more spacious, mm. bigger. I don't know wider. Well, interesting that you say those words because what comes after Rahu in the cycles always, whether it's minute by minute, day by day, week by mm. week. Month, mm. I'm talking about on the major level, which is 18 year long cycle of Rahu, is always followed by every cycle of Rahu, day in day out, is followed by Jupiter, which is the expansion the beingness, the spaciousness, the clarity that comes after the confusion oftentimes of Rahu. It always follows. Jupiter always follows Rahu. Mm -hmm. So that's the cycle I'm entering. Mm. Right? So I have a sense of kind of settling. I already have this sense of settling. I have a sense that Rahu is loosening, loosening its grip as we speak, like it's unwrapping its scaly <laughs> body from yeah. around me, right? And that I'm 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 settling into being. I'm not chasing something. Yes, it's all here. Maybe that's a good a good way to jump off and to like swim yes, away yes, from each yes, other. Yes. And like let's come and let's come back again next time, and we'll swim back and 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 meet again into this what? next time in Aquarius. Oh um, yes, that's going to be fun. The age of Aquarius, because that's where we're all going anyway. So yeah. Yes, I get. There's going to be. These my 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 precious yogic flowers, you know, Dharma Artha, Kama and Moksha, and I just feel the freedom. I can feel it's coming anyway. 
it's just a question of allowing it. And I, I guess it, whatever, whatever sign you're in, whatever dasha you're in, uh, there's a, there's an, an expansion of a sense of, oh, somehow, and whether that's just because I'm perceiving it, and there's a resonance with you, and we're perceiving it together, or it's, I don't know. It feels like it's general. There's a gen those who choose. If you're ready, if you're ready, if you're ready to know what is not possible in 3D land, <laughs> but is possible. You know, I was speaking to someone recently, and I, I, I often like get these things from speaking to someone more, where it's the engagement, right? It's the back and forth. And I said something like, "Oh, you know." Like when my, the world is in me, you know, the universe is in me. And when I change my mind, the world changes. Therefore, That's everybody right. has to change. Yes, yes, of course. Everything has to change. I mean, everything is within the one, right? That's why it only takes one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it only takes one. And that's there a really important one. thing in terms of Pisces and Rahu and Pisces. Yes. You know, everything changes when you change. Yes. I think if people knew, if could really hear that, really hear it, and they think it doesn't matter. They think, oh, whether I do this or that or put this off to another day or don't, but it does, everything matters. You've got to play, you've got to play the game as if it all depends on you, but without it being a heavy, a heavy imposition. But play to, I don't know, play to win your X factor, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everything that you actually really, really desire is going to happen because it already has happened. So maybe we're having some general cycle of completion. It just feels like the new human is about to be born. But whether that's in the next hundred years or next week, who knows? Someone was talking to me about revising and I go, how far do you go back? Where's the beginning? There is no beginning. So it could be now, it could be just today. And I could do just like raising from the dead or I don't know. It's always just feels like I'm just on the edge of something absolutely incredible. <laughs> well, that's as good as place as any to leave it, I think, it is, it and is. jump off from there. And let's meet again with Rahu in Aquarius, which would be an interesting conversation, I think. That would be interesting. Um, yes. As always, Kishori, it's been an absolute pleasure. And for me too. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me for these these lovely conversations. Thank you. It's been it's just a pleasure each time, you know, and it's a real homecoming each time for me. So thank you. So that's not quite the end of our conversation. Rahu in Pisces keeps it going. There is no ending. There's no beginning. And I hit the record button again because we started to speak about something I thought was really important in relation to Pisces, and that is the experience of loss. And so Kishori helps us reframe that in our own minds, the apparent experience of loss of someone close and how we can reconnect um, because we're really never disconnected in the first place. So I hope you enjoy this last section on Rahu in Pisces. It's just about another 20 minutes or so. So over to Kishori. Okay, so we're back. We're <laughs> I back just again. want to, we're back again because we started talking about something I think that's so important that we didn't address. Okay. And that is Pisces being the 12th house, the last house, the loss, the loss of whatever, the apparent loss of whatever, and the death of somebody close. So Kishori was going to tell us all about really, there is no loss, there is no death. 
There is no death. There is actually we're not born either. And I remember years and years ago, I was told I used to have a, a voice that would communicate with me when I was in running the stables. And it said one day, I'm washing the dishes, said, you know, you're not going to die, don't you? And I go, well, you mean this isn't going to die? And I'm pinching my arm. And it says, yes, that's not going to And I go, well, and then we have a long conversation. I said, well, I know all that bit about uh, you're never born and you never die and all of that stuff from the, the Vedas. I know all that. No, 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 no. This is actual real, real you. What you are is not, not going to die. I go, okay. You mean I'm not? No, you'll do it some other way. And I go, how then do I leave this story if I, uh, when I come, no, no, and I don't want to be bothered with it anymore. It says you'll just take your attention away because you, it's a dream. And it was so clear. I must have been in my 40s, but I would have, it was about, 12 years and I had this now and again, it would just say, right, go and sit at the computer and write. And I would go, oh, all right then. And it would be like an echo coming from uh, <laughs> some of the weirdnesses that I've had, many of them, but that one in particular. And so I've always known that death is not what it seems to be from this side of what you might call the, the veiling, the, 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 the cutoff, the, the threshold. There is no threshold. We are multidimensional. We are full spectrum consciousness. We are source frequency. And But in order to live the game, the story, the Leela, we have, uh, we have little cutoff points. And so we have to expand the awareness. We have to be widened on those neural pathways that are... Well, we can we, we talk about widening the neural pathways they have to be widened and widened and widened and mostly it's it's not possible uh, for most people because uh, because nobody reflects that level of reality there's no reflection so if you find someone who actually does know and i tell you that what i tell you i know i know i know i know there's no question i i know that that's being transmitted from the eye that i really am beyond this. I remember when I went first went to talk in the States and I could remember it was different because in America they liked my English accent and and I didn't care what I said. And I said, well, they said, where do you come from? I said, before and beyond space time. And I would be just like that, full on. But here, uh, it's like, I don't want it to be like a certain gentleman on the Isle of Wight, you know, just, <laughs> it's... <laughs> And I know I'm aware I've, I've dumbed it down. But what I know is when somebody is in real, real pain and they believe that they've lost that love forever and ever and ever, or they're going to see somebody in some weird way and some other, it's not that. You never, we never were here in the first place. We're not actually here in this story. Each one of us is like a, there's a massive camera obscura lens and you're experiencing this, this reality through, through this particular lens that we're all transmitting, our own womb wall, our own space-time bubble around us, each one of us. And if you look, at, I don't know, I haven't looked at all this in the astrology, but I imagine if I did now, I would go, oh, yes, I can see how that is so. And why this particular mind, body mind here, as, as I can look at the various 
nexus points where there's been a quantum leap or a, an erasing of a belief. And, and, and a lot of it is gone. What I'm interested in, I was saying to you just before we, we, we turned over again, is, is the, the, the physicality, the aches and pains and the things that I haven't quite yet conveyed to the neuropathways that this body is simply my body of archaeology. This is my, my history. This is my, uh, well, the leftovers, if you like, it's the remnants. <laughs> and so I know at one, one level, I know it's all going to be smoothed out or it, I will experience the smoothing out. I don't know how. I mean, I've given up trying to do naturopathy and this and that and the other and Taoist herbs and uh, yeah, I do some jiggle, but, but I don't know. It's coming from the communication with the, the cells and with the, the, the historical record. And I know that all of it, and we talked about the Akashic records a little bit, we can, we can just ditch it all now. We, we have the power to simply ditch it. I haven't quite finished doing it because I, I'll be able to walk better. And I'm really, really long to be able to walk better. But I know we do not have to be limited by saying, this, this is me, this, this body. If there's anything that is not quite, and, and, the, and the, the length of time will also be able to be seen, I imagine, in the astrology. I mean, if you and I were sat and examined in detail the little bits, which I, I, I don't need to, it would be curious, but I don't need to, because I know that it's all already done. What I am is already complete, whole, into the expression, in a physical form. And that's what I was speaking to about, the precision of being like, like a little jeweled watch, like the detail, the fineness of the feathers on a bird's wing, it tells me, that the, the, the love, and it's the love and the excitement and the attention and the and the, that kind of oh, little bit of enthusiasm, the spanda, the the, the 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 vibration, that that that, and looking at what I've been given in the knowledge and the the poetry and the the, the rahu and all of that, that that is like my bible has been given to me, and I share that with people as as I can, right? But that's my own bible, I shall say, my own knowing and it's always much clearer for me to go to what I know in here than than to read something some Upanishad though I like to do that as well but it's that is the precision and I suppose that everybody I imagine that everybody must be able to do that certainly the ones who associate with me in my groups I watch them waking up to the 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 abilities that I seem to have in this body in the others and they, they seem to just happen by osmosis and i'm sure you get that as well that your clients will get what you're transmitting and what you love what you enjoy and love is not just all lovey-dovey it's like oh what gives you pleasure what gives you excitement what gives that, oh, that little face on of it something and 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 you are transmitting that and i guess we recognize that in each other when we met that there was a, a benefit by the light refracting on light, mm. that that consciousness, you see, and that's what, the pleasure. So yeah, so all you have to do is be aware that there are no thresholds, there are no divisions, there are experiences, but they are not real. Now that's a good point to ask you uh, to just to re um, 
restate this because we, we you said it as I finished recording and it's important for people to hear, I think, because for a lot of people's experience, it is the division, it is the other, it is and the loss of the other. So in this experience of absence, finding your presence, can you explain that a bit more? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so in the middle of feeling all that pain and misery and loss and despair and whatever it is, you've got to go to the tiniest little speck of what you love. It doesn't matter what it is, but you have to love something. So if you find, let's say you've lost your, 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 your partner or your, your, your beloved dog that you've had for years and you're so, well, you've got to go to that little bit of relaxation. It's like the little speck of light in the heart. I always activate that when I'm playing with people. Um, that there's a, like a little star that, that I call the heart star. And that is like little twinkle that gives you a, an anchoring point, right? And you don't have to feel it, anything. You just have to give choice, choice to put attention on that in the middle of confusion, in the middle of loss. And, and Rahu is all those things, confusion and misunderstanding and, 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 and lack and loss and all of that. And, and that experience, which it's like a sore tooth, it draws your attention in the natural course of things. You've got something that's bothering you that really makes your heart break. That's why they call Rahu the heartbreaker. He's the, he's the eraser of pattern. He's the herald of night, but he's also the awakener. And, and, and he will force you to look at that, to put your tongue on that sore tooth or, or to put your hand on your face, it hurts because, because you cannot escape it. But when you put your attention on that little point of light, if you cannot do anything else than find that little twinkle, a little star in that, that inner darkness, and you don't have to do anything except make a choice. Just like going to a restaurant saying, I'll have, do you want chocolate cheesecake or do you want, do you want lemon meringue? And you go, oh, I'll have the lemon meringue. It's not difficult. You can choose, but you don't have to get this great, lovely, overwhelming feeling. You don't have to make anything happen. You don't have to do anything. You just have to put that little laser beam of attention on what you consider to be presence. And little, a little twinkle, that twinkle, twinkle, little star. And if you can't think of it in or imagine it in your own heart space, then think of what it's like to look into the star at night, into the sky at night and see that twinkle, twinkle, little star. And it's that little, that's the little spander, that's that little throb, that's that twinkle, you know, when the light is like scintillating. And it's, and that's the, the essence of the, the spender, the, the throb, the pulsation of, 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 of life, of reality. And that will work the magic. I, uh, obviously, as an astrologer, I love that imagery. And it obviously suits me to just really focus on that. If I ever think about, you know, needing to connect into that and just that throb, that that twinkle, that, that yeah. is very powerful. It's the, it's the spender. It's that, like, mm. the, the, it's the little... It's the throb. And if you look up at it, it's a little pulsation. And it's that what I like to call the Kayala Yoga. Kayala is the spontaneous whim of fancy. So the one decided it'd have a little pop. I remember looking at it years ago and it was like looking into a sea of mud. It was like 
you know, like imagine, like God said, let there be light or whatever it was. It was the face of the darkness, you know? And I, I watched and it went plop, like a little bit of, a, I don't know, a fish giving a bubble out of, and plop, a little bit of mud moved. And I went, oh, that's interesting. So I started, I always paid attention to the, these little inner images, little dreams or little, you know? And it was whatever it is, me, the real me, fed me. That's what I call real nourishment. People often talk about nourishment and I go, well, nourishment is so much more than just putting food or drink in your mouth. It's, and you nourish yourself with a breath or with that little image or that little feeling, but it's that little point of light. It's interesting because I mentioned earlier about Revati, the last lunar mansion in Pisces, and it ruled by Pushan, the, the shepherder. But Pushan, one of the translations is um, the nourisher. All right. Mm. When you talk to me like this with these, things, I think, oh, God, another lifetime. I better do it. Better go and get a book. I've got so many books in astrology and different things that I've only half read. Because for me, it was the direct knowledge. I had to have it. it. It could be that I didn't want to have to bother to go through my my intellect, which is not inconsiderable, but it became much, much more intelligent that when I really finally surrendered to knowing that in my little brain, separate, I don't know anything, but in my heart, it's illumined. But that's the difference between Jupiter and Mercury. Mercury, the intelligence, but or the intellect and Jupiter, the knowing. That's it. And, and sometimes I'd call myself, I think you're really, really lazy. But no, I wanted it the easy way, the simple way. When my mind, because I've got a lot of Mercury as well, didn't, didn't get in the way. And it's been that, you know, fight. But at the same time, you've used it in a way that, and I think it's great that the way you, because many uh, like spiritual teachers, especially talk about this kind of like getting out of your head, quote unquote, you know, and not using that the mind for what it's good for, or not realizing that there is that. And there also is this, there is the, the all is possible. We are everything. We are the one, but we're also we're individual and we're in that precision. I want you to just maybe finish with um, the thought of what you mentioned there before we started recording again for people, because I think it's important in terms of you were talking about when in astrology, we're looking at two people's charts and we're finding the resonance between yes. the two people. But that if you look back far enough that they're you're, you're basically everyone is going back to the one. And oh. this is the whole kind of struggle that we're all experiencing in a way more and more and the sign Pisces in a way, and maybe Rahu coming into Pisces in the coming years might suggest that that struggle, that divide is more apparent. But obviously with Rahu, it's also pointing to that union again. When the, when, the, when the struggle becomes more apparent, it's absolutely essential to, to relax and let the mind fall into the heart, to go to the place of not knowing, being willing to not know from the mind and allow the mind to be illumined by the intelligence, the living intelligence of the heart frequency. Because, because if you keep going like me trying to get myself better years ago by doing lots of naturopathy and this and that and the other and I can do I can do my qigong as an expression of my body but I can't do qigong to make myself better because it won't let me do you understand and the same with taking pills and potions and vitamin c and whatever it is uh, I can but it's all very much in the moment so that I don't have 
seem to have any any order. So the thing to do is when you the, there's a confusion and you don't know what to do is to embrace it. That's Rahu full on saying, let go. Don't try to know. Go to your heart frequency. Put your hand there. If you can only put your hand, there's a vortex here or a finger into the center of your chest and make that physical connection that is indicating to your, what I call the inner file manager. I mean, these are my names. I've, I've got baby names for things rather than, <laughs> than complicated grown-up names. And, and, and it indicates that you are willing to let yourself be fed, nourished from within, from that inner knowing. that, And that is where we get spontaneous remission from. That is where we get everything from. Because in the end, it's the choice to allow the power that you really are to illumine everything and to transform the physical. That's how it happens. Whether anyone actually knows it or not, it's your, your real desire. And, that, and that's the real you. That's the you that is the one that you allow to feed you. You allow to live you instead of trying to control it by the mind, and a lot of fights happen, and things that are happening, a lot of estrangements and things that are happening, families, it's not that it's happened, it was like that underneath, but it was covered up, like I say, a lot of syrup on shit, and, and, and it has to come out into the open like the world is in its chaos at the moment, it has to come, and if, if the training was given in schools and to people who teach, that all you have to do is when you are uh, confused and you don't know what to do and everything's in a muddle, keep training your neural pathways to root in the heart frequency and, and you don't do anything complicated, no complicated mantras, whatever you want to do, that's your choice. But they are simply indications of your desire to allow what you really are to run the show, as you're doing it anyway. I think that is as good as any place to leave at this time we okay. will finish it but and maybe finish it with uh namaste namaste that, sum, that sums it up doesn't it <laughs> namaste namaste yes. namaste wonderful thank you so much kishori you're welcome so that is indeed bringing our conversation to an end about rahu in pisces the last sign of the zodiac if you'd like to follow kishori learn more about how she plays with people she doesn't use the word work you can go to magicmakeover.com it's m-a-g-i-c-k hyphen makeover.com or you can go to her new website it's kishori.net you'll find information there about this song of Rahu it's already up for pre-ordering so if you'd like to pre-order your copy you can go to kishori.net my own website here is timelineastrology.com you can also find me on patreon.com forward slash timeline astrology or just go to timeline astrology and you'll find the links. I do a members website where I write daily and monthly reports as well as sign base reports and video forecasts for the month. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast all the way to the end. I hope you got something out of it and until next time.